0: Welcome, welcome, welcome and welcome to the adventure of an entrepreneur, the podcast that dives deep into the world of entrepreneurship, where you will hear stories of entrepreneurs who have walked through fire faced setbacks and climbed mountains to reach success. But here's the thing, they're not just sharing their victories. They're sharing the moment of when they stumbled, the times they fell, and how they rose stronger than ever. In this week's episode, I have the honor of bringing on my wonderful friend and mentor kizzy parks she owns and operates multiple businesses and has won over 75 million in federal government contracts and she's helped her students win over 3 million in federal government contracts in less than six months and she will be sharing with you tips that will help you win one make sure you stay to the end plus description below i'll make sure to drop her link so that you can join her govcon winner so let's get into this episode so kizzy i'm going to ask this question again because i think it's really important to understand what are some things that you learned when you were younger and these are the soft skills that you even until you were in college that you are carrying into what you do today.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a a lot there. And you can hear me okay, right? I can't hear you. Okay, good, and I'm excited for everyone who's watching live, who's watching the replay. So you won't be mm, too disappointed. No, it's fine, I'm a kid. You're gonna be excited here. So things that I learned, I mean, one thing that I learned was just how to interact with people um, to just how to talk to people, how to listen to people. It was something that I learned and my dad was very, very talkative, very social. And so he just was very curious and I've always been super curious. And that curiosity is really helpful, especially as an entrepreneur, um, you know, Especially for those of you who have employees or you're, you have a desire to have employees, that curiosity is big and so key in order to make sure that you are continuously growing and maybe exploring new markets such as government contracting so that curiosity is, is important, and it's, and it's been so helpful, and I still use it today. Always learning, always curious, and love, love talking and listening to people.
0: I love it. I love it. And I want to say that that curiosity helped you to learn even more beyond government contracting, right? So how did that curiosity help you with creating content, whether it's on LinkedIn, YouTube, or Instagram, or even TikTok?
1: Yeah, so when I was first using social media, it was more of like for fun. And I, I really had to change my mindset because in government contracting, I I can't really say that I ever came across an opportunity because of something on social media. It just, it it not that it couldn't happen, but it hadn't really happened that way for my flagship company. So... When I started my new company, GovCon Winners, I, I knew that I need to take this opportunity to build my brand, to be more social on each of the platforms, and most importantly, to understand that not only is social the biggest currency, but you really do need to think in the sense of you are your own broadcast network. And it's so key because once you do so and embrace it, it opens so many more opportunities than, than not. So to, to learn, to add all these skill gaps, I had no idea. I'm still learning. I'm not a pro and never will be a pro. And that's what's fun about social media is they're always changing the algorithm, right? They're always changing the algorithm. So I've taken courses. I'm actually, I think I'm about to just sign up for another course that just came into my uh, inbox. I have mentors. I learn a lot through watching and understanding what I like, how I like to consume it. And most importantly, when it comes to your branding, and this isn't just for social media, but it's also, you know, even in your proposals to the federal government, is your culture, your identity needs to come through the documents from your colors that you use to the way your documents formatted to the images that you use. It's super important. So it's, it's a fun journey.
0: It definitely is. And I do want to make a correction. I think I said KPC LLC, it's KPC Inc. He is the founder and president. And I also want to add something exciting tonight. I am streaming for the first time on Twitter. So if you are wanting to follow Kizzy on Twitter, I would definitely suggest that. Here is her handle that you can go and find her. But also if you are not or you want to know how to go live on multiple channels and be able to be comfortable, even comfortable making a mistake live, I would mm-hmm. love to- to help you, because I have a program, six-week coaching program, and I have a one-hour. So let's get into this government contract space. What are common misconceptions that you see, mistakes that you see others making when it comes to getting a government contract?
1: One of the biggest mistakes is um, I think some people are so used to winning, they don't understand that you're not going to win every time. So, for instance, there was a woman who, who was talking about the company she works for and that they crush it with their commercial clients. They crush it with states, municipalities, and they are not crushing it in the federal space. And they bid on several opportunities and, you know, we're so close, but we don't win. <laughs> you didn't win. Right, there's no close. It's you either win or you don't win, unless there's multiple awards. So the thing is, what's key and the myth is because I'm successful in the commercial space or municipalities, that's going to transfer over, and I'm going to be successful as a federal government contractor. And so The the thing is, there's different things that you need to learn. There's new skills that you need to learn. It's no different than if you have a brick and mortar and then your company decides you're going to open an Amazon shop. And even the techniques you use on Amazon, are they going to be the same that you use on Shopify or on Facebook? No. Probably not. So the same applies to the federal government is you just have to make minor tweaks and really understand how to find opportunities, how to bid, how to understand them. And, and then that'll lead to actually winning. Mm. So if you're thinking about
0: getting a government contract, definitely check out Kizzy's uh, website. And I wanted to, do you have a checklist or something that we can download if we're interested? Yeah,
1: we I um, have a free item for y'all. It's at www.profitablecontracts.co. So check out that document yes profitablecontracts.co check it out more free items will be coming i'm going to have webinars soon all free just to just want to help as well as I have a YouTube channel but I'll talk about that down the road
0: yes so I want to get back into do you when you go into government contracting because we had this discussion way back the first interview we did on wisdom
1: <laughs> now
0: and this was when i was like still really new to understanding government contracts and i thought and this may be some people who are watching the live you have to have the certifications you have to be able to do the work but you taught me something in that conversation and i would love to know do you, can you go in as a subject matter expert or can you go in with a different kind of mindset
1: Yeah. So one thing that's really, I I think one of the best things about the government contract space is you get to ask yourself if you want to be an expert, an entrepreneur, or maybe a mixture of both. So when I first started out, I was in graduate school. I had not finished my dissertation yet. And I was given this opportunity to subcontract. And I was an expert. I was this IO psychologist, and I analyzed data, and I was all about research, and I trained, and I was this expert. And I started to realize that government agencies and private sector would pay for these different skills that I had around diversity and inclusion. And that was great. There were lots of public speaking events, tons of things like that. But then through mentorship, I learned, wow, the way to really scale to kind of really cross over to be an entrepreneur is to expand into other areas. And that's how I was able to win over $50 million in federal government contracts was through that. But what's great is you can do one, the other or both. So if you're someone out there where you have an expertise in which the federal government or government contracting company may need it, this is a great space for you. If you're a certified acquisition trainer, there's people who are looking for someone like you. If you have very detailed subject matter expertise, maybe you have to deal with the FBI or the Army or the Navy, someone's interested. If you have a background in social media or video there's opportunities there, too, as well as if you're interested in being an entrepreneur, there's a whole slew of different contract types that you can bid on. What's important is you don't have to out the gate, be in SAM.gov, have a certification, be registered, because with my example, with, in my experience, I was never registered. The mm. Air Force didn't say, well, Kizzy... You have to go and register. And once you're registered, we'll review it. No, it's it's like with anything in life. When you want something, you're gonna figure out a way to get it. And so I didn't need to be registered because I was a subcontractor and I was really taking that expert approach. So the same holds true. There are those for my flagship company that are gonna provide some training very shortly. I don't know if they're registered in SAM. There's no reason for them to be registered in SAM. And then there are those who are like, look, I really want to expand and I, I want to have 400 employees through government contracting. Then there's a different approach for them. But what's key is do you want to be an expert or do you want to be an entrepreneur or maybe both?
0: And I went into this, after hearing that, I was sharing that with, <laughs> I shared it with Robert. I shared it with others that it opened their mind to see, whoa, that this is possibility, even myself. I'm going to get into a little bit deeper about me. But before we do, Miles, I put up the website for you while Kizzy was talking. If you didn't catch it, I can put it up again. Just let me know. But I wanted to talk to you and say, like, okay. What if you know how to get the, you know, we're going through, but then when you see you're searching Sam.gov and in your mind, you're like the limiting belief, like this is not possible. Who would I get to, to fit this position? Like I have no, I don't really care. I don't, I'm open to anything that's out there. My major limiting belief is, you know, how, Will I find somebody to fill the spot? And how do you help somebody who has that kind of mind, you know, to get past that and to say, hey, this is what ABC or whatever, what would you tell
1: them? Yeah, yeah, definitely a couple of things. For those watching the live or watching the restream, sam.gov is one of several websites in which the federal government will list different opportunities. You can also go to Unison, there's a NECO site for the Navy, but the primary site is Sam, like Uncle Sam, <laughs> dot gov, right? So often with different federal government opportunities, you're staffing someone on the services side. It could be that an agency seeking admin. They're seeking um, a graphic designer. They're seeking a trainer. The list goes on and on and on. And what I have found, it's it's really a function around confidence, research ability. You also have to have a list of requirements. And then lastly, you have to be the biggest cheerleader, the biggest fan, the biggest supporter of your firm. Mm -hmm. That supersedes all of them. In order to attract the best talent, in order to continuously convince a federal agency who largely uses taxpayer dollars that, hey, I'm the greatest, I'm going to provide you the best admin you ever wanted or the best dental tech or the best Catholic youth coordinator or the best cybersecurity specialist with a top secret clearance, you have to believe that. And if you're like, oh my gosh, okay, got it, I'm in it, I'm believing it, but I don't know about recruiting, and interviewing, well, you can also pay someone. You can pay someone to recruit, and that's very common in the federal government space. There are firms who specialize not only recruiting once you win the work, but they help you as you're bidding and to help identify talent. Because in the federal government space, in the services arena, people are representing you. People are interfacing with the federal government. So you want to ensure that you have amazing talent because the federal government doesn't want to have to worry about, oh, my gosh, is this work going to be done? <sighs> or is all there this drama going on at this contractor site? What are we going to do? Nobody mm-hmm. wants that. That's why you weren't hired for that. It's like you hiring a painting crew and they get in a fist fight. Nobody mm-hmm. wants that. No. Nobody wants that. And in many ways, it's very similar, right? Because it, it, it's an annoyance. It's a disbelief. You're like, I thought I paid you You're professionals. The same holds true for the federal government. So that um, confidence is key, firmly believing. And if you really need to, you, you hire someone to help you. I uh, thank you for that. That's uh, a
0: lot of confidence builder that I need. And I'm glad I have this because I can go back and replay and watch it. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's joining us on this live or watching the replay. If I'm not asking the questions that you need, Casey, how can they connect with you to ask
1: that question? Yeah. You can connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> just DM me and just say, hey, I watch your live. That's one of the best ways. Um, you may also, you can DM me on Twitter. Twitter's DMs are a little weird. But you're welcome to DM me on Twitter or follow me on Twitter. Uh, but LinkedIn or you, I mean, you can also send me an email. I'm very, very, very open. I'm very, very open. So you can also send me an email at kparks, like Kizzy Parks, k parks. At govconwinners.com and I will reach out to you I will respond to you so please connect you know the federal government spends over six hundred billion dollars a year on contracting and so there's no shortage of opportunities but it's important to really understand
0: absolutely so if you are wondering how to connect with her we can do this here on LinkedIn when I spelled the word correctly because I misspelled it. <laughs> and we're live also on Twitter. So if you want to follow her on Twitter, this is where you go. And definitely I'm gonna shout this out. This is a very good place to go to YouTube. And I want to talk about why did you start your page? Because before you were you had a few here and there on YouTube. But why are you focusing on putting content on YouTube, especially for government contracts?
1: I mean, YouTube is—I think it's one of the most—it's uh, like the number one search engine. It may be tied with TikTok, or TikTok may have overtaken it. But it's the—it's the go-to place to learn. We mm-hmm. go there for everything. How do like? How do I you know? change a clock in my car? How do I fold, you know, make my bed to resemble a hotel bed? You know, how do I handle my two-year-old? You know, terrible twos or something. Or how do I get a date? How do I land a job? How do I get an interview? How, you know we go there for everything. And there's definitely a lot of really amazing information out there on government contracting. And I found that the the gap is that many of the people providing the information um, didn't really have government contracts. And so, um, you know, we can speak from where we are, and there's a lot of awesome uh, content out there. And I thought, hey, I really want to share from this viewpoint of having over $50 million in federal government contracts, because there's a lot to it, more than just finding bidding and winning. There's the elements of growing your company and hiring and ISO certification and more advanced topics around government contracting, getting yourself prepared if you want to sell your company, joint ventures, all these other topics. And so I just find it fascinating. I love to help. And then secondly, people have always like kind of asked along the way um, for help or where to go for information. And I thought it would be just another resource out there. I
0: love it. And I want to ask a favor for those who are catching this live or replay, please go and follow Kizzy and subscribe to her YouTube channel. Why you will get such great information. So I want to ask, this is a question that Carl has about, you know, he's ready to go to the government with his vulnerability and leadership. DII training what are some tips that you could share with him?
1: Okay. So the, the biggest thing is you have to be prepared to sell to the government according to how they buy, how they buy. So for instance, I've come across two or three opportunities around diversity and inclusion training. One of them was around crucial conversations in essence, being able to have different com- difficult conversations and a one-on-one type of um, kind of dyad in the workplace, right? Then I've seen diversity and inclusion opportunities where they're looking for a one-to-two-day course. Then I've seen other opportunities where it might be a mixture or they just list the outcomes they're looking for and they want you to prescribe what that solution may be. So when it comes to your question, if you are open to taking your passion for diversity and inclusion by all means, it's something you could do, the best route would be to reach out to someone who is in the government contracting space and maybe seeking trainers or trainers who have curriculum who can teach on the different diversity and inclusion topics and the way that you find out who these companies are is there's a dynamic small business search that's free through the SBA and you can drill down, you can use keywords, you can look up the by the state where you live or any state that you want. And I suggest that you reach out to my rule is rule of a hundred you need to reach out to a hundred different companies you have to approach this like when you wanted a job. And we all, there is always that time in our life when we wanted some kind of job, whether we were 15 and a half or 70 and a half. And you have to approach it with that same, like, oh, I'm going to get that job no matter what I have to do. And the same goes for this because there are companies out there who would love to have someone like you as a facilitator. If you're like, no, I want to bid on it on my own, I don't want to go that route. Then <laughs> what you would need to do is make sure that you are registered in sam.gov you can go on there and register for free and um, in meanwhile i would also check out sam.gov and go under the different opportunities to take a look at what type of diversity training is the federal government procuring because it goes back to my initial question are you comfortable with taking your passion and molding it to fit what they need. If you're just looking to sell one course to them, I don't know how far that's gonna really go. You know, it's like a company selling, it's like if McDonald's just sold hamburgers, like hamburgers take you so far, you, you're gonna to have to add more. So just some things to ponder. Thank you. And Carl, if you still have questions, Again, kiss me. How yeah, contact you? me. <laughs> yeah, contact me. You can DM me on LinkedIn. You can DM me on Twitter. Just uh, those are great places to go. I'll reach out to you. And I want to give a I want to say
0: this is from Javier. Thank you for joining us tonight. We really appreciate you.
1: Yes.
0: And Ike, thank you again for joining this live mm-hmm. tonight. And so if you are thinking about getting government contracts and you didn't catch all of the live, you can catch the replay, but also mention to Kizzy that you watch this live so that she knows and she can answer any other questions you have. So before, um something that Carl said, that's awesome. I'm registering with gov now, which is great. And you know what? I wanna ask one last question before we close for the night. What is one thing, if you are registering with SAM.gov, what is one
1: tip that you can give us? You just have to be patient. I mean, the biggest tip is, is patience. Because another myth is, oh, I'm going to register. And blah, blah, blah. it's like, like you hit the jackpot on a slot machine. That's not how this works. You, you're, it's, it may take a few days. You may even make a mistake, and that's okay. That's okay. When you register because they're going to ask for a lot of information. you got to give them a picture of your driver's license. And, I mean, this isn't as simple as here's my business name, here's my name, here's the address, here's my email. I want work. I mean, it's a little more intense than that. And and you're also going to need to, um, yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to get to go through these steps. So just be patient. You know, if this were really easy and if this were, like, like that's it was super easy and like the thing. Then most of the billionaires on the Forbes list would be government contractors, and everybody would be talking about government contracting. But things that are worth it in life are challenging but extremely rewarding. That's why IBM, Deloitte, Booz Allen, Lockheed Martin, Accenture all have government contracting arms. And they're filling services positions because they understand the money that that can be made in these spaces. And so you just have to be patient because it will pay off.
0: Mm. And that, I will say, is key because patience has helped me. (laughs) If I didn't do lives, I wouldn't be able to sit here today and say that I'm on multiple platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I did... And now we're on Twitter, a dream that I've wanted to do. I wanna thank also Shara for putting it in my head. Yeah, you can go live on Twitter. And then also just meeting you along the way we met because it was in a place where i connected with our former, a mentor that we worked with and that's how we connected. So I just wanna say thank you so much Kizzy for taking time out of your day today to share the tips that you did. Mm -hmm. If you're catching the replay You could definitely connect with her. And for those who caught the live, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Adventure of an Entrepreneur. If you found this episode really helpful, make sure you leave a review and share it with a friend. Until the next episode.